Before I dismiss the kids, I just want you kids to think about something. If you come up and handle the mic and take it around from place to place, it's the only time you're allowed to run in the church. <laughs> so just think about that. If you want to run in the church, uh, be a quick volunteer. You may go downstairs now. <laughs> but don't run. Yeah, but don't run. <laughs> I'm not sure we've learned how to corral that energy anyway, but. Never hurts to remind them, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to start this morning. I'm just going to read a verse in Psalms 143 and verse 10. Uh, I just kind of thought this might be a good, just a verse to keep on your heart and pray through this week. Teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. I was just thinking about this, you know, mainly that first part. Teach me to do thy will. I've been just thinking this week on the will of God. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you picture God in your mind. You know, maybe you picture him as someone who's seated in heaven and watches out over everything that we're doing and, you know, kind of just taking care of things as someone at a perspective where they can see everything. But I'm going to read a scripture here in a little bit, but I want you just to think about God is at work. We sang that first song this morning, and it, it talked about how he's working even when I don't see him. When I don't feel him, God is at work. You know, but the whole importance of that fact is the fact that if he's working, his desire is that we would be working with him. You know, I just want to encourage you this morning. If you feel like you're alone in your ministry, you're not. If God is calling you to do something, he's already been there. He's already begun to stage the scene on the other end. He's already begun to work on the heart of the person or the persons that he has led you to or leading you to. You know, so often we think, oh, I can't do that, you know. I, I just can't do it by myself. You're not by yourself. God is there. I, I, you know, I think sometimes we get in our minds that God just is watching and he's not really doing anything. God is at work in our hearts and in our lives and in the lives of those round about us. Uh, the other night I was uh, down at the store and I just happened to pass the guy that I used to work with in the woods. Young man, or younger man, I should say. He's not young anymore, but uh, younger than me. And uh, I just said hi to him, you know. But as, I, as he passed, the Lord just kind of quickened on my heart. You know, I'm working on him. And I felt the assurance in my heart that soon... God will let our paths cross again. And I'll be able to speak with him and invite him to church, talk to him about the Lord a little bit. But I, you know, that just was the first thing that God spoke to me. I'm at work. 
I'm at work. I want to go to John this morning, John chapter 5. I was thinking as we were singing, we sang a song about Christ in us. You know, I thought, ooh, Christ is in me. I mean, you know, I, I realize that. But it's like one of those thoughts that all of a sudden just kind of gets your attention. And I thought, you know, if Christ is in me, Christ always said, I'm here to do the will of him who sent me. Shouldn't my thought be the same? If it's truly Christ in me, shouldn't I be looking to do the will of God who sent me? The one who sent me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to just read this portion of Scripture, starting with verse 1. Um, really, there's one Scripture out of this that we're going to take, and it's down a little bit further. But just kind of to kind of get an idea of what Jesus is up against here. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, verse 1, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. I want you to notice this, a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. Excuse me. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Will thou be made whole? I want to just stop there for a minute. We just read that there's a great multitude around these pools, around this pool. Jesus went to one. I don't know why. But he knew where the Father was working. God had already been working on this man's heart. And Jesus went to him. Wilt thou be made whole? You know. The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Not much conversation going on here. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. This man <laughs> had been conversing with God, or God had been working on this man, because it says, And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. I want you to notice this. Jesus said, rise up, take your bed, and walk. This guy didn't say, well, I'm crippled, or you know, whatever it is. He, he must have been somewhat crippled because he couldn't move fast enough to get into the water. He said, I can't do that. Can't you see that you know, I've been laying here for 38 years? He didn't say that. He jumped up immediately, took his bed, and took off. God had been meeting with him. Jesus just came, in a sense, to verify what God was doing in this man's life. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them and said, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is this which said this to thee? Take up thy bed and walk. And he, was, and he that was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. There's something in there that I had never noticed before. 
And apparently this man had sinned previously or his sin had caused what was going on in his life because Jesus said, you know, you've got to quit sinning. Something else worse than this is going to come upon you if you don't. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, my father work, works hitherto and I work. What Jesus is saying, my father works up to this time and will continue to work. And I'm going to work with him. It's really what it's saying. And that's what I want you to get on your hearts today, that God is working. I mean, look around. <laughs> God is working in our midst. Uh, you know, we just have to be faithful to do what he asks us to do and not fear that when he asks us to do something that we're all on our own. God has already set the stage. He's already planned the program. He's already out there, you know, and arranged everything. Uh, just like I mentioned earlier, I, I'm looking forward to that day when, you know, I get to meet with this man that I saw the other night. I, I know it's going to happen because God has told me that. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 3, 9, it says, we are laborers together with God. So often I think we focus on the fact that we're laborers together, which we are. But we are laborers together with God. You are a laborer together with God. I am a laborer together with God. We labor together as members of the body of Christ, and we labor together with God as a body. But individually, we do this also. That's what our life is all about, is finding what the voice of God is telling us to do and do it. You know, our desire should be to do the will of God. Teach me to do thy will. That really should be the prayer of our heart. And realize that God's desire is that we would be doing his will. What is the will of God? Well, I think, you know, it's kind of a many-faceted thing. But in all reality, God's will is to redeem mankind. That's really what this whole thing is about. You know, he didn't give his son, in a sense, just to give us a happy life. He gave us his son so we wouldn't perish. He wants to redeem us. And he wants to redeem every man upon the face of the earth. Now, I don't know which one he's going to work with. Just like we saw in this story, there was a great multitude and there was one man that Jesus went to. We've got to start looking for that one in the multitude. Quit looking at the multitudes and look for the one, you know. And it may be from time to time that we'll go back to that multitude. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But so often I think we get our eyes set on such a big thing that God wants to do that we forget about that single one that God is really working on. And that's where it starts, you know. Jesus started with one disciple and worked his way up, you know. That's, that's the way it is in, in God's kingdom. He starts small and increases. You know, the parable of the mustard seed. Look how small it is and look at how great it can become. Jesus wants us to learn to work with his Father. God is out there. It says the Spirit of the Father is drawing people. The Spirit of the Father is drawing people to him. We need to be involved in that. That's what God has called us to do. So I want to just encourage you today. You know, as we go from this place and begin to go back into our lives, begin to look. God is dealing with people's hearts and he's going to show you someone that he wants you to visit with. Someone that you can work with also. You know, there's a scripture where Paul was getting after the Corinthians and he said, you know, you guys are so divided. I can't even really speak to you what I really want to speak to you about spiritual truth. He said, I've just got to keep giving you milk 
Because you say that, you know, you're of Apollos and you're of Paul. And he said, you know, I'm nothing and Apollos is nothing. It's God that has caused you to be who you are. You know, he said, you know, I might plant and Apollos might water, but God is the one that gives the increase. We need to realize that God is working. He's not sitting on his throne just looking down upon us, you know, kind of to take care of everything that we're doing. He's busy. You know, he doesn't slumber or sleep. It's not like he's just sitting up there twiddling his thumbs. He's busy. He's doing things. We need to realize that and get involved in it. So I want to just encourage you, find what God is doing. Listen to where he wants you to go and then do it. It's very simple to say. <laughs> you know, I'm here behind the pulpit and I can say that to you very easily. But to do it is a different thing. But we can hear the voice of God and God's desire is that we would do what we hear him say for us to do. It's not always easy, but it's always the best. Hallelujah. So realize that God is working. God is working. Let us work together with him. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to thank you for your word this morning. Father, that you've called us to labor together with you. Lord, help us to see your will. And Lord, that is to the redemption of man. Lord, we have been reconciled to you and we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. Lord, we can't save people. You know, we can't forgive them of their sins, but we can reconcile them to you. In other words, we can tell them about you and let them come to you. That's what the spirit of reconciliation or the testimony, the witness of reconciliation is all about. That ministry of reconciliation is sharing what we know about you so that other people can be reconciled unto you. Hallelujah. Lord, we have no power to save people. Lord, we plant and we water. You're the one that saves and gives the increase. Help us to realize and see you at work within our midst and within our community. And help us to join in wholeheartedly, Lord. Let your joy be our strength. For, Lord, in doing what you ask us to do, great joy will come. We just praise you this morning. Ask, Lord, that hearts have been touched. Lives have been filled with your presence and your power. In the name of Christ, amen. You're dismissed this morning.